0: Welcome on into to a brand new edition of the IHost podcast. We're recording this right before the uh, Phils and D-backs wrap up their series uh, out in Arizona before heading out to San Diego. Uh, just a little programming note, at the end of this podcast, I will hop on at the end and recap this game because John has to go home to his family. You have a family that you got to go home and, and take care of.
1: I have a 5 o'clock dinner with, uh, with somebody in the city, so I have to... I have to go. Right, right. You can take care of it. I'm, uh, I'm not interested in recapping the game. Yeah, today.
0: yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like I'll be doing the High Hopes listeners a disservice if I didn't come on and, and talk about it. A, a Game 3 win. We'll call it a win.
1: I hope so. Vince Velasquez has—he um, surprised me this year. He has. I, I, You know, the narrative last year was he's never going to be a starter. And, and I didn't necessarily disagree with it, but it was worth— it was worth taking your time to make sure that that was the case because the mm-hmm. starter is obviously so much more important than a bullpen guy. And Vince has shown some some um, some promise this year. So excited to see him pitch today.
0: I think he's got a .95 ERA in the last month, month or two.
1: He's been on a run since I think it was June 25th, and his whips below one. Yep. I mean, it's not Aaron Nola, but... Uh, it, it's pretty good. He has looked good. He's never going to be a guy that gets deep in the games. I think we all recognize that. But if he can get you six and, and sometimes seven innings on occasion as your fourth starter, third starter, bang.
0: Yeah, but he's done. he has done a better job, it feels like, of going a little bit deeper in games. But he has. Because he's, he's, he's implemented that little two-seamer that he's starting at a guy's hip. And I, th- I think that's changed it's the strong way... Strong weak contact. Right, and and the, the difference between him and Pavetta in the last little bit is that once Pavetta gets get a guy 0-2... They just foul him off, and foul him off, and foul him off, and get his pitch count up, and, and whatever. Whereas Velasquez is actually putting guys away. And uh, last night, Pavetta, I thought they actually did a better job of that. I mean, Pavetta pitched really well last night.
1: Looked good last night. Got, worked out of some jams. Um, Velazquez has done—you know, the one thing that he's done really well is he's not getting— he, it's just not the walks, but it's, it's certain situations before where he would put a guy on base, or two guys on base, and they would always come back to haunt him. Yep. There was that Vince Velasquez moment where it's like it just happened, and where it falls apart, and he's not doing that. And listen, man, it, this pitching staff looks really, really good right now. Yeah. Starters.
0: At what time are we going to think about like raising the ceiling on this pitching staff? Like, what if what if we're watching the developings of a of a really top of the line rotation? Like, not just these are young guys. Not these guys coming up didn't have the highest pedigrees. Like, Pavetta wasn't highly touted. Uh, Velasquez was highly touted, but a lot of people thought he was going to be a bullpen piece. Eflin wasn't highly touted. Obviously, Aaron Nola Aaron Nola. But, like, this staff... At what point are we going to maybe say this staff could be special?
1: Um... Well, I, I'm, I'm ready to say right now they're good enough to take them as far as they're going to go in the playoffs. If they lose, it's not going to be because their starting pitching is inferior. You uh-huh. might come up, go up against somebody that has a better staff. I don't know what Washington's going to do down the stretch, but obviously a guy like Max Scherzer, who has experience and has been around the block, you're going to look at him and you're look at a staff like that as being better, but... I'll take I'll take Noah and Arietta and if Eflin's the third guy or it's uh Velasquez, or it's Velasquez I'll t- at least take the top 2 or, or or with some of the other teams out there.
0: Yeah, and I mean if if Pavetta or Velasquez or Eflin is your 4 5 that makes your rotation Really, really good. Yeah, there's
1: there's not much of a drop off three through five, and any of those guys. And here's the other thing: a lot of times when you have a fourth and a fifth starter, they're fourth or fifth starter because they lack stuff. Uh-huh. They're throwing eighty nine, ninety from a righty. They don't. They, you're hoping they give you six innings, and they're just very proficient pitchers. These guys actually have stuff. They have swing and miss stuff, which is great to have guys on the back end of your rotation that can actually get the strikeouts. So it's a sky's the limit with these guys, Jack.
0: And doesn't it feel like? This team's kind of just rounding into form. Like, the, like the first, I think the first like three months of the season, it was. Are we sure they're good? You know, they're making all these errors. They're not having good offensive approaches. The pitching staff's over
1: its head. It's like, starting to feel special and real.
0: It is. It is. And I know you you came on the air the other day and you said that you think they you think they could win the World Series.
1: Right, but but and and you came and you're like, really, they're winning the World <laughs> Series? I didn't. I was just like, mm, no, But, but here, can, here, I think they can make the World. Here's series. where I'm coming from. I when when we were when the whole thing went down with Nick Nick Foles and for people that don't know I have a Nick Foles tattoo on my back because <laughs> I said that they can win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles and if they do I'll get his face tattooed on my back and I have a big Nick kind of looks like Nick Foles and the <laughs> Lombardi trophy on people- my back
0: people think it looks like me so like you might have it looks like jack fritz
1: james spader (laughs) lenny dykstra i've heard so oh that's a bad one yeah now is it
0: is it the lenny dykstra now or is it like 93 dykstra
1: not the twizzler (laughs) drooling on your uh on your shirt lenny dykstra no uh but anyway i never said at that moment that nick Foles was going to go out and win the super bowl what i said was that you got to take it step by step. And they had a big enough lead in the conference to where if Nick Foles was a game manager and it was a good all-around team around them, they can still get home field. And if they get home field, they can make it to the Super Bowl. And then when you get to the Super Bowl, you worry about the Super Bowl. If I sit here today with the Phillies and say, well, yeah, they can beat Boston – or Houston, or whoever, it's going to be a tough sell to, to anybody that's listening. But you can't do that yet. You just have to worry about getting to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Worry about home field. Worry about keeping the East where you're not playing in a wild card game and then worry about winning that series. Worry about the World Series at the World Series. Yeah. I can't make a case for them beating Boston right now in a 7-game well, series. No.
0: No one can. I mean, mean, <laughs> well, right, but it's now. It's only August I know. 8th. No, no. And I think I think this team has raised its level or has raised its ceiling in the last couple of weeks, especially with the addition of with the addition of that uh your boy your boy Aaron Loop, uh oh, and he's <laughs> he's had a rough no, but, day, rough but, couple of starts.
1: Arietta has has really done what what the, the pro area people, the positive people were saying, remember what he did last year in the second half, he's a second half pitcher. Yes. He doesn't have the, the ninety-five mile an hour fastball anymore when he needs it every time, but you know what? He knows how to pitch. Yes. And he competes. So even if he's given you six or seven, you know that he's at least gonna keep you in the game most nights.
0: Yeah, but he looks even now he looks more comfortable. He like looks he, better. He looks like he's not as stiff as he was. He's actually finishing now. And it's it the other night it was the first time I really noticed it was it was an easy ninety four. And for the yeah. most of this, he, he, would like, he would throw 94, he'd throw 95 earlier in the season, but it'd be like a lot of effort behind it. He'd to dial it up. Right, and right now yeah. it just looks like he's, he's flowing, he's finally getting some some uh, real dip to his slider. Uh, it's good, and he pitched really, really well in game one, eight innings, shutout ball. Should not have gone out for the, for the ninth inning, not at all. It was a it was a right call by Gabe Kapler to bring in Sir Anthony. It's a perfectly fine decision. It was process over results, which you can't. Yeah, but like
1: who even that? I I know that maybe there was a a a name out there that had said it, and I don't even really believe. I think it's a disingenuous uh, take. It's 110 pitches, and you have Sir Anthony now. Maybe you can make the case of maybe he should be going to somebody else at this point, and I don't think you made that. You could make that case the other night, but. I never thought for a second he was coming back out for that ninth inning, not for a second, you throw one hundred and ten pitches, you're done, yeah, you're done, and you have a guy that comes in, and you know what it's going to have that's baseball, you yes. know you're going to have games that you blow saves, and unfortunately, it was the other night, but they bounced back, they were resilient, they got the win last night, so
0: i I can't believe how resilient this team is like i it's amazing i I left monday's Monday's game and I was like I, I said to myself, now usually this would be a a team that would fold like a, a young team. Would fold after a loss like that, and I was really curious to see how they would come back Tuesday, and they came back Tuesday, and they and they had the big inning in the in the eighth inning with the little the little league home run by Cesar Hernandez, which was awesome. It was like it was like that's baseball, like that's baseball at its core is that little bunt turned into a home run. It was great. Um, it took me back. It did. It, it did. And Mike Angelina actually tweeted this out that like it was arbitrary numbers off the big losses that they had this season, but they're seven and one. Coming off of the losses that you would think would, losses. would would debil- debilitate a young team, the fact that they have rebounded from those losses and come back with big wins for such a young team, the youngest team in baseball, that is a that is a complete testament to the culture that Gabe Kapler has built. And I don't think he's getting enough credit for it. He's
1: not. No, he's not. He's he's you know the the city frustrates me a lot with um, with certain takes and the the dumb. Philly's take right now is you know, Jack. It's a combination of a, a, a couple of different things. I, I don't feel like enough people are paying attention right now, and I, I'm not going to get mad at people. It's not, it's not, it's the Philly's job to get people to pay attention. Uh-huh. And if they're not paying attention, I can't be mad at people for not paying attention. I think they should be, right? But for whatever reason, I don't think enough people are paying attention yet. Uh, and I, 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 Charlie Manuel was despised in this town. People were beyond mean to him when he first came in here. And Gabe Kapler, people haven't been as mean to Gabe Kapler, but people, people don't like him. There's do you think a lot of you, people don't like him?
0: Do you think people were meaner to Charlie than Gabe? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I don't really remember, because I wasn't people, working in the media then.
1: People, people used to say about Charlie that he was a, an old, a country bumpkin, you know, some idiot from Virginia, didn't know how to talk, stumbling bumbling Charlie, uh, didn't know what a double switch was. American League manager, and at the time they selected him over Jim Leland. Mm-hmm. And Leland left town pissed because he felt like that it was just a total BS interview. That the job was already going somewhere else, and he wanted more control. So, from a Phillies fan perspective, that was already negative on the or, or in the organization. It was, well, you just picked Charlie Manuel over a guy that's won a World Series. What are you doing? And ended up Charlie had to win the the, the town over. And Gabe's well on his way to doing the same thing here. There's just people that are dead set on the analytics. The, the analytics, right? It's like, do you don't even know what you're talking about when you bring up the analytics? You don't even know what you're talking about. Everybody's using "quote unquote" analytics, some more than others.
0: And the Phillies have been on the forefront. They're, it's helped them this year. You can't. There's no case to be made that it hasn't helped them this but, year. So,
1: so here's. Let me give you an example of the. And, and I'm assuming the high hopes crowd's probably a little bit more modern on, in baseball than yeah. some dude calling from Delco or <laughs> yelling at me from Northeast Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe Kapler. But I heard I heard Mac, Matt Klintak actually said this with, with, with me and Ike, that Cabrera playing shortstop. I remember the first text you sent to me was he hasn't played one game at shortstop. He didn't.
0: That wasn't a lie.
1: But it was like, yeah, but they don't care about defense. So they'll be going to put him out there, and they did. But it's only with certain guys. Klintak said heavier ground ball pitchers. Cabrera's probably not going to be playing as much or every game. Uh-huh. So if it's Nola or Arrieta, fly ball pitcher? They'll put him in there because he's not going to get as many chances. That's the kind of analytics the Phillies are using. Yeah, but they already lied. Smart, but
0: they already lied with that. I know because back to back days, it was Nola and it was Arietta on Monday, and, and guess who's playing shortstop? You know why? Dude can hit. <laughs> yes, yes. He he. I think he was the most underrated addition at the deadline. He has changed his team and has made them deeper from an offensive perspective. And I know, I said that he can't play shortstop. I still don't think he, he can play shortstop if the ball is hit right at him, and he physically can he's play no the position, range. but he has absolutely no range, which is fine if he can be serviceable. But I think as Drubal, the addition of his and the addition of eventually Wilson Ramos, has just, it's just made this lineup deeper. There's not a tough out in the lineup.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And it, I think it will help Alfaro too just because he does he's not uh, – Naps, Andrew Knapp's whole key to being in the majors is his bat. He's had times this year where he's been okay, but I'm not a nappy <laughs> – Guy like like Gabe Kapler, I'm glad they got a veteran. They needed a veteran in here for sure. And the, and the bat is is so much better than what Nap can offer.
0: Yeah, it's an all it's an all star level bat. Um, let's talk about Sir Anthony. So Sir Anthony. One okay. one more
1: thing about the shortstop. I'm sorry before before yeah, yeah. we get off of it. What happens when JP comes back?
0: So he's gonna be back this weekend, according to the people around the team.
1: And he has not hit. He's been doing rehab down in down in high A ball in Clearwater. He has not hit.
0: Walked. He's walked a couple. Walked. Yeah,
1: great. <laughs> He's going up. He's going up against guys that pretty much have no chance to make the majors, and he can't get a hit.
0: Um, when he comes back, I think he's gonna. I, he's not gonna really play as much as he probably thinks he's gonna play. I think, I think he'll be a defensive replacement late in Who's game. Whose roster
1: spots does he take? <sighs> you got a numbers crunch there. He's going to be up before before September first. They need
0: September to come. They need September to come. And, and extend these rosters a little bit. They do. Because um, there's
1: not really because if you're gonna play. Kingery. But if you're going to play Kingery over JP at shortstop, see, I, the fact that they put Kingery, they put Crawford at third base, that told me they didn't like Kingery at all at third base. But we'll really find out now what they think about JP against Kingery playing shortstop.
0: Well, I think it more told me that they didn't believe in Franco. And they obviously have to believe in Agreed. Franco now because he's been good for over a month but and a half.
1: I've, JP at shortstop is obviously the better defensive shortstop than, yeah, but than Scott Kingery. They're
0: they're playing the numbers game in that Kingery would be a, such a downgrade at defense at third base. Right. But, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So if, now that Franco's actually playing well, who gets the shortstop starts when Cabrera doesn't?
0: I think, they, I think they're going to send Kingery down. And I don't think
1: it's the worst thing in the world. I would. I I might have done it last week.
0: Like I and I I think Kingery is going to be a good player in this league. I, I, do have, too. I have. I have. Like, but he's he's actively killing the team when he's up here. He cause is because he, he can't hit. And he's not. And even when JP's not hitting, at least he's getting on base. At least there's some semblance of a yeah exactly of a positive offensive player. Kingery's has the lowest OBP and he's like, the second lowest OBP amongst qualifiers. He's
1: never league. been. He's never been a high walk guy. When you look at what he did in the minors, and the, this power surge that he had probably was the worst thing for him because it be, it, he became even more of a fly ball hitter. Difference is in Reading, those go balls out. go out. In the majors, they don't. And if you watch a lot of his at bats, he hits fly balls to about five feet in front of the warning track. He gets good wood on the ball. It's just not enough. He's not big enough. Yep. So you really need to, and I think this happens during spring training, you need to get him back into a line, being a line drive hitter. The power the power will come because he'll get bigger and fill out, and he's a good player, but they need him to get get into the line drive, hit the ball the other way, be aggressive at the plate, Scott Kingery, which we have not seen. He's swimming in his head right now. You can tell. He has no idea what he's doing.
0: Yeah, and every time he gets up there, he's down 0-2, or he's at least down 0-1 to start in the bat, whereas I, I saw some interview with him. He's like, I'm used to being leadoff and seeing a bunch of pitches – and it's just that now guys are just being so aggressive with him that he can't see pitches because he's already down. Oh one and two. I I think it'd be good for him. It'd be good for the team. Send to AAA. And I don't think he would be. I don't think he'd be angry about it. I don't think he would care that he's getting. Well, the, he'd get everyday bats. Right, and he knows that he needs to be better. And I and I anticipate that he'd be receptive. It's to also getting for three down.
1: weeks. Right, right, he's right. Back he'll, up. he'll
0: be back up, and um. This team is in too big of a of a race for to keep playing to keep justifying playing Scott Kingry.
1: Well, he is a better base runner. Crawford's not a great base runner. No, he's as not. you've seen, so he is a better base runner. But than But he's got to get on
0: base. <laughs> that's the problem.
1: But it, he, they've used him as a pinch runner, and when you start getting down, well, that's really September where you're using guys as pinch runners. But anyway, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Kingery ended up going down, and I'd be okay with it.
0: But even if you're going to use him for a pinch runner. I would I would put Roman Quinn out there before I put That's out a good point. before I put out Scott Kingery.
1: Well, I mean, is it gonna come down to who are your outfielders? Who's your who, who's your if it's if you're not gonna send Kingery down, it's gonna to have to be an outfielder that goes down or nap, but this is gonna be before it's gonna be before Ramos comes back. And they just
0: sent down cousins again.
1: Um I don't think they'll send down an outfielder. I I, I think it's gonna be Kingery. Well if it's not Kingery, who is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because Quinn gives you Quinn's too valuable with defense right. and speed. You would yeah, yeah. much rather keep him over. Cameron.
0: There's really no justification to send down anyone else but him. I agree. So um, that'd be interesting to see. Interesting to see if they even maybe they keep Crawford down there. I don't think they will. I think they'd rather have him up here. But um, that's that's certainly something to watch this weekend. Sir Anthony so uh, blows the game on Monday. Mm-hmm. He is he has lost notable dip on his slider um, in the last couple of weeks. He has a ERA over 9 in back-to-back days, yep. but at the same time, you have to pitch him in back-to-back days to get him used to it because he's going to be your closer or high, high leverage reliever for the next, hopefully, 10 years. So you kind of have to—it's a pull and tug of a pennant race mm-hmm. when you're a young team, which has been the struggle this entire season. That's why Kingery has been here since—or been here until August. Um, where are you at with, with Sir Anthony. Do you, uh, do you want a little Phantom DL stint? Do you want to sit him down for a couple days? Maybe have Neshek or or, or even Tommy Hunter? Tommy Hunters look good. Tommy Hunter closed out some games? Yep,
1: I do. I do. And it doesn't mean that you're going to do it come September, but right now you're looking at a guy, Jack, that had 11 appearances above high A ball. 11 appearances. He ate at Reading, three at Lehigh Valley, double A AA and triple A. So this is a guy, A, that he was a starting pitcher before, before they turned him into a reliever and he fast tracked right to the majors. Yep. But listen, we're in August. This is a you know, this is a a long season. You're gonna go through periods where you have dead arm or whatever, and that's okay. Better now than this time in a month, right? Yes. So if there's ever if there's a time where he's gonna struggle, it's okay to be right now. Nishek's look good. Uh Tony Hunter's looked really good his last couple times out. Rely on the on the on the vets get sir Anthony sir Anthony in in some non-high leverage relieving situations
0: in a couple days in a couple days a couple days When <laughs> I mean, they go to they go to San Diego this weekend I wouldn't hate if they didn't use them all weekend I mean San Diego they're, they're the worst r- the worst team in the in the be National careful. League pretty much
1: be careful you know what happens when you go into a series against a bad team thinking it's going to be that easy well
0: especially when the other team has Freddy Galvis.
1: well hopefully hopefully it is going to be that easy but well, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I'm just thinking... Cincinnati won three, of, three or four? Yeah, but Cincinnati was, a, Cincinnati
0: was a good team. Well, they do have Joey Votto and some other... Well, I mean, heading into sports. that game, they had been 45 and 43 since they fired their manager. So okay. they weren't playing terrible, but obviously their overall record wasn't great. Right. Um, I'm just saying that hopefully they take care of business and don't really have to use them this weekend. Um, and I agree with you. I, Tommy Hunter's been good for almost a month now. Uh, he didn't have spring training. And he's kind of his spring training was taking place on the mound. He's been good against lefties all year. Really beginning to trust him. Niescheck allowed his first run in in his entire career at Citizens Bank Park over the weekend. But, amazing, <laughs> but
1: no, but I, I actually I, I I have faith in him. I do.
0: Well, he's he's been really good. It's just that you can't trust him on back to back days. He you was cannot. he was a he was a guest on the pregame show uh, yesterday, and Jim Jackson asked him. Hey, what do you think about pitching like you know back to back days? And he's like, me and Gabe talked about that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, it's like, thank God, man, thanks for taking one for the team.
1: Yeah, he's too busy trying to get autographs from yeah. other players and stuff. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a bit of a uh, a bit of a douche, I guess you could say. But the, when he does pitch, he, he's pretty. So I know I'll, I'll take it. But yeah, I believe me, I don't like any of that. <laughs> uh, another thing with Sir Anthony: thirty six appearances this year. He was a starter before, so he's logged more innings. It's a, it's a lot of appearances for a, for a young dude that has never done this before. That's had the, it's just it's a different routine. He's pitched 17 games in a year before. That was last year, 2017. So this is this is a grind, man. I mean, for a guy that's never even come close to to being a reliever and doing this before. um yeah, give him a couple days. Let him get his feet back under him and uh, and see where you are.
0: The rest of the bullpen, where,
1: you, you liking uh, him, the... Ex- except for Loop like to send him on a loop out of here. The uh the uh, Real
0: Cormier <laughs> reincarnated?
1: Oh, Frenchie Frenchy. Frenchy was good, man. We'll see. You know, he looks to me like I I wouldn't want him against any right-handed batter oh, no. unless it's a guy that's a, a switch hitter and his his better side is a lefty and he's just switching to be a right. I mean, uh, I would Stinks. hope he
0: can't even remotely hit right-handed because I think he gets lit up against right. What righties. did
1: they trade for him again? Oh, it was that Wagas guy?
0: Yeah. guy who sucks. He was a just a, a depth arm in AAA. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, Yeah, he sucks. So Loopy, yeah, yeah. He, in, in his he's faced I think five batters. He hit one, struck out one, and allowed like like two two runs I think. So yeah, hasn't been a great start for loop But other than him, I mean, he could turn it around. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he's fine. They they could also get another. I'm sure they still have one more move left before the end of the month. Whether it's for a bat or maybe another reliever or somebody, but they, yeah, could, I mean, they, they could grab somebody.
0: Maybe there's a veteran closer or a veteran late inning guy that could prize free, under. like Fernando Rodney mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Maybe he prize free, but I think he'd be a frustrating watch on almost night. But yeah, the bullpen, it's like everything, everything we worried about this team a month ago is almost all. It's all calmed down. Like we, the but we, the bullpen was terrible. Like everyone felt terrible when the bullpen was getting involved in the game. Uh, the offense, I think we just have to learn that they're going to be frustrating for seven innings or six innings, and then they're going to play for the big inning and the seventh or eighth inning and blow a, blow a game open. Like I think we just have to learn that about this team. And the starting staff's been good all year. It just feels like feels like this team is is getting really good. There's it's a
1: spe- there's a special feel to to. The games that they're winning, how they're winning some of these games. And you see you see wins like this when you when a team is really kind of like you said, really, really coming together. Yeah. And it seems like it's a different guy almost every night. Yeah. A lot of people are contributing. All the starters are contributing. The bullpen guys have I, I listen, I hear people complain about the bullpen all the time. That's every bullpen in major league baseball. People that, complain that about the Yankees runs. bullpen. I I I'm so sick of hearing it. The bullpen's been just fine. Yeah. The bullpen is fine. I would love to have a legitimate closer that you know you can send out there night after night, but you don't have that. So that's the one. But it 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 is this team. I couldn't be happier with this team right now. And I, literally, I, I couldn't be happier where they are, where they're going. And they have a chance with the rest of August and then September. They have a chance to – they almost the best record in the National League. I, mean, I know. What are, what are people smoking that, <laughs> that are, have a negative even half a vibe about this team?
0: Uh, I, I do think I, – I think people are starting to, to come around the team. Like, I'm seeing more – Social media traction on Phillies-related things. I've seen it in the listens on the High Hopes podcast. It, just, it feels like people are starting to, to. Oh well, the
1: high the High Hopes people are, are yeah, definitely coming in strong, of
0: course. But no, I'm just saying like there's starting to be a buzz about the team, and it's fun. And I'm so I'm just, you feel
1: it. You feel the buzz. I, do. I don't.
0: I, I well, the ball, this weekend was great. Yeah, obviously the it was aided because the 08 team was in town and Shane and all that stuff. But the ballpark was there was juice at CVP again. And I, I think I, there's, there's been bigger crowds in the road this year everywhere. So
1: when do they, they come home against Boston?
0: Yes, that'll be, be 45,000.
1: Well, yeah, because of the Boston influence there, yes. certainly. Just like the Yankees here. But there'll be a lot of buzz down there. And, you know, that's a tough spot coming off a West Coast trip to where then you come home, and that's a really good baseball team. Now, I wonder if they're almost so far ahead. And now, that, I mean, since the, the division's over— Yankees have pretty much no chance. Right. To where maybe you get them where they're feeling pretty good about themselves and, and you get the win. Yeah,
0: but, but it's I feel like they, if they come in that ballpark at forty five thousand, I feel like they'd be
1: the juice will be back on Monday. It's just whether they can sustain it.
0: I know. And they've been aided they've been aided this year in the attendance by the 08 reunion, the Yankees series, Chase coming back. Like that has really helped I think juice some of their attendance numbers. It's been mostly disappointing. But I, I just feel like I think I think the people that We're gabe detractors for most of the season. It feels like that has mostly calmed down.
1: So here's how I can describe it: when I, um, when I, when we do our shows down there, and a lot of times I'm leaving right after the show. I'm getting home to the family or whatever. I I stick around, you know, uh, a couple games this year, and so I'm leaving the park at like ten after six, quarter after six, yeah, six thirty sometimes, and. Some days you walk out and you really don't see anybody. Like I, I walk out to my car in the parking lot and you see some people and whatever. The Dodgers series, a lot of people were coming in and a lot of people yelling at me. Oh, it's just listening, to you guys. Blah blah blah. I need to see these games, not the Red Sox series. That's going to be there. I need to, that's how I know that that there's buzz about this team is when I'm seeing a lot more people coming into the ballpark when we're getting off the air at six o'clock.
0: Yeah, yeah, but teetering on the verge of of everyone coming around. So. Uh, any final thoughts for Johnny Marks?
1: Yeah, my final thought is there's a, a an outfielder this year that's now playing for Reading, Jose Pujols, who has emerged and went from a a, a guy with a high ceiling and a chance to a guy that looks like you, you wait you you remember, remember this name? He's going to be the guy that that. Um, He's going to be the guy that everybody's talking about this this offseason if he continues what he's doing. But he's got great power, he's hitting for average. He strikes out quite a bit, but Jose Pujols was crushing it in Clearwater. He's been in Redding for uh, maybe a week or so and he's hitting 500 in Redding. So I am uh, closely monitoring the minor leaguers and Well, uh, I mean if you're doing good.
0: if you're doing that Where's your uh? Where's the Mickey Moni Mickey Moniak confidence meter at?
1: Mickey Moniak has been extremely impressive the last two months or so down in Clearwater. I'd say
0: more like a a month.
1: All right. Well, I, I, I he's
0: come back from his uh, he had a, a wisdom tooth.
1: Right. He has. He, if he continues to do what he what he was doing for the continuing doing because he he's hitting two fifty six I think now. If he continues to do what he's been doing the last month. And he finishes the team the, team, the, the season strong. He's not going to be a guy where you're like, yep, that's why you drafted him as the number one pick because the power's still not there. The overall game, I don't know if it's there. But he, he regains his uh, his status as a legit prospect. Yeah. To where I thought he lost that heading into this year, for me at least.
0: I think he was like 17th in uh, some midseason season. Prospect rankings?
1: Yeah, and even that's kind of, if he wasn't the first overall pick, he wouldn't even be listed. Probably not. That's the kind of that's the kind of year he was having. He's been hitting a lot in the two-hole, and I think he's seen a lot of fastballs, but he's starting to figure it out. I talked to, to Charlie Manuel off the air when he was in studio about him, and he said... Some guys are come are just later to develop and he brought up Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey was a man from the minute he met him as a younger dude. Mickey Moniak looked like a high school kid playing. He kinda still does.
0: Legitimately. Like <laughs> he was yeah, eighteen, like, looked with a baby face. No
1: facial hair, acne still skinny acne. Looked like he was in high school. So I think as he gets more mature and he adds more muscle and hopefully he's doing the work to do it, he's got a chance. He does. He's got a chance. So he's had a good he's had a good last month.
0: And, know, right? and here's the good thing. I saw this today from your boy matt Winkleman. uh his flyball rate <laughs> his fly ball rate in may is forty three percent which has which has uh significantly significantly increased his doubles in home run production it has.
1: he's uh yeah he's uh it, it's it's been good to see it's been good to see because i would have, i would have hated to see the Phillies waste a number one pick on a guy that doesn't even come close at least at this point you could see the case being made like hey he's starting to develop he's developing he is so it's uh it's good to see
0: yeah and we have got to plug this. Adam Hazley is still raking at Double A, so I I can't wait. I can't wait till he a big spring next year, and people get calls saying you got to get him up here right now and trade a double for whatever he can get.
1: Well, they're saying that with Roman Quinn. We need oh to yeah, yeah. For, uh, for Hazley. <laughs> well, I mean the 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 power they've been batting him some leadoff and and two hole, which you you wonder if that's what they're going to try to do with him. I don't think he's a big. He's not going to be a power guy. He's more like a fifteen. Yeah, to twenty, like a Victorino. Yeah, he's a Victorino. Nice nice uh I like the stroke. Really good stroke. Yeah, he's got he's he's exactly what you would expect out of a corner outfield left-handed bat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got a little he's got to work on his load a little bit. He's a a really small load. So it it, it hurts or straps some of his power. Got to have a big load. <laughs> I'm serious. Like it, it's, it's a rubber band effect. <laughs> What's his fip? That it's not. It's not even an analytic. It's actually watching the guy. It's not even analytic. One for
1: four yesterday, batting three thirty three. Yes. So he.
0: Um, yeah, and obviously the power helps because he's in Double A, but or he's at. Well, you know, he's, right. it, he's at.
1: He's at Reading. I could. I could hit some home runs at Reading, but he has. Um, he, he's had a good year. He he started off in Clearwater. He's hit he's hit over three hundred in all his stops. We're talking about a, over four hundred at bats so far. So hey, listen, he's he's already twenty. 22 he'll be he'll be playing next year at 23 he's not an 18 year old yeah he's got it. Drafted. he was a college player so. yeah
0: and he's obviously a pitcher in college so that's why it's taking yes a little bit longer to get going offensively he looks but good he looks good so an impromptu uh, Johnny Marks minor league report here on the iOS podcast, which is great. I, I that's every morning. for me. <laughs> that's I miss every morning. I miss. Uh, I love checking all the minor league stuff. I was reading up on stuff today. So
1: yeah, the Gulf Coast League has two teams, and they're just down there <laughs> raking. They have the East and the West teams because they have so many freaking prospects. I know they are raking down there. Well, it's just like, exciting to see
0: this. This this organization is just so deep, and they're so well run now to where they have. They s- are. They have so many ways that they can make a big trade for a star. Like I saw, I'm sure you know Luis Garcia, the shortstop. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's raking down in in the Gulf Coast League as well.
1: They have they have a bunch of shortstops that they they may have four shortstops in their organization that are major league players, and they may be better like not here
0: Gamboa. He's another one that everyone raves about.
1: Duval's another one. Um, There's a second baseman down in Daniel Brito in in Single A. Brito's bat has not come around like. like it really should have at this point, but he's probably a major leaguer. Uh no, there's a there's a kid in, in uh Armis. Is it Armas? I've been watching him in the in the Gulf Coast leagues. He's always getting hits. <laughs> They're see, not a lot of teams invest in Venezuela anymore because it's because it's so dangerous. There's only a handful of teams that still have academies there. The Phillies are one of them, and it's paying off. Their best prospects, their best Latin prospects, are coming from Venezuela. They have a ton of Venez- Venezuelan guys. And and the Dominican, too. They they do great in those two places. And- well, they have Johnny
0: Almaraz, which who signed Acuna and who signed Albies, so I'd hope that they're scouring the international market. And they have been. I mean, they, they've put in big money in Jalen Ortiz and Luis Garcia. And it or, seems like it's starting to pay off.
1: Nicholas Torres is the, ah. the second baseman to, uh, and he's from Venezuela, 18 year old. He's there. <laughs> every box score you see, he's getting hits. So it's good.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of high hopes. Uh, Rate t- us, review us. Yes. They've been coming in, they've been flying in. We love it. Uh, we truly love recording every episode of high hopes. It, yes. it is the reason we wake up in the morning sometimes. Um, but uh, thanks for always listening. And actually I'll be back. Just to recap this game. Here comes
1: the recap of the game. Yeah,
0: sure. We'll do that. Phil's fall six nothing to the D backs. And I was gonna do the solo, but then I saw Joe Giulio was here. Joe Giulio hasn't been on the high O's podcast in a while, making his triumphant return. He's a little he's a little nervous. I'm
2: very nervous about the Phillies. Yeah, this
0: is the first. Never done this. He is a certified Phillies apologist, as everyone around. Not here. today,
2: they stink, Jack.
0: <laughs> they stink. It uh it was not a fun uh series clinching game. Uh lose six nothing. Offense looks anemic. The big inning, trademark, did not happen today. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to tweet out the big inning, which I'm sure the High Hopes listeners were very disappointed in.
2: They're waiting for it, <laughs> and it didn't come. No no inning happened. They didn't score a
0: run. No, it was brutal. It, it, it was brutal. Uh, Velasquez uh, wasn't his best outing, and I, think the, like, I don't want to try to pinpoint what went wrong, but I think there is something to be concerned about in the fact that he was only hitting 93 most of the day, and he didn't touch his... 95 to 96 and this is a guy with arm trouble this is a guy that has had arm trouble every at every year of his career this is the most he's ever pitched um and now we're heading to a stretch run here where you need this team to make a pennant run or make a run to win the division and Velasquez has been their best starter for the last month and a half and either a tiring out or if you get a dip in velocity that's usually the first sign that there's some arm trouble going on.
2: So he threw only like 78 innings last year before he got hurt. Uh-huh. Now he's at I would guess 130, 100... I think, close to that, if not there yet. And I, I always, I always think the number is about 30 or 40 extra innings per year than the year before, and that's when people start worrying you're going to get hurt. He's already, if, if if not there, close to it. So we're teetering on a lot of extra innings for him, and we still have a month and a half to go. I don't know what they're going to do here, Jack. I mean, I've heard
0: 113 innings pitched this year
2: before today. Or with today? Uh, before today. And right, he threw, what, five, four? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was it was. So it's So we're at least 30 over what he was last year already, and they just have got a lot of season left. I don't know how he's going to hold up. He didn't look great today. This was bound to happen, though. He's going to have a bad start. I mean, it's not the start. It's, like you said, the velocity. That's the concern. The fact that he gave up some runs, you know, he was bound to. Right, because what
0: made Velasquez so good in the last couple of starts is that he would have 96 in his back pocket, mm-hmm. but he'd have that 93-mile-an-hour fastball to... to Get guys off of his fat get off of his ninety-seven mile an hour fastball. Listen, uh, with with how well this pitching staff has been throwing, it's fine to have a little clunker in there. Yeah, and like, listen, they lost to the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are a good team with a good bullpen, g- great defense. Well, but- have their
2: number too. It feels like that they beat him here two yep. out of three. Not yeah. many teams have come here because the Phillies are twenty over at home. Not many teams have won here, so they've beat him now twice this year, two well, out of three twice.
0: Yeah. So listen, it happens. They went on the road. Tough series. Um I think just the fact that they didn't get swept after Monday night's game and they came back and won last night, I thought that was a big growing moment for this team. That's had a, had a lot of growing moments, but yeah, Velasquez obviously wasn't great today, but that kind of stuff
2: happens. Scott Kingery, not good, not great. He's uh, what was the uh, what was the OPS stat that you were so showing? So he's me? at five eighty eight after the game, which is it's bad. Like yeah, and you and I, and I'm sure people on your podcast know that. You not know, the biggest fan of Freddie Galvis. Nope. Freddie's OPS <laughs> always is higher than five eighty eight. You know that he's in the six hundreds. We're talking about five eighty eight, and only two hitters that are qualified for the leaderboards, which means basically guys that play every day. Only two hitters that play every day in baseball are worse than Scott Kingery. Jack, it's time to send him down. And I, have, I haven't said this all year, even when he struggled, because one, I never thought the Phillies would do it, and I'm still not sure they will. But two, there wasn't really a better option. They were trying to develop him, but with JP Crawford ready to come back. Three weeks of Scott in AAA might be the best for him and the Phillies. Bring him back in September, and I mean, he's just an—he's not—he's not not even an offensive player right now. I never think he's going to get a hit when he gets to the plate (laughs) for a month now.
0: He hasn't had a hit since July 28th. It is not
2: one hit since they traded for Triple Cabrera. That's a way to keep your job,
0: (laughs) right? Uh, Yeah, because me and Mark talked about this as well, and we were trying to figure out what they were going to do when Crawford came back, and this was before the game. Uh, What they're gonna do when Crawford comes back? And I was like, Well, what about Kingery? And then we're like, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because listen, the guy right now he's actively hurting the team. I know the offense, I know the defense has been much better, much
2: improved, and that's good. And he's better than Cabrera there, so I understand why that he would play in late in games. But you have JP coming back, right?
0: And JP's a better defender than them both. I know JP probably still leads the team in errors, but. He, I mean, they were, at least three of them were directly related to
2: the arm injury. Yeah, the throwing errors. Yeah, I think he'll be fine defensively, getting to the ball. And he looks like a shortstop when he plays shortstop. Well, he is a shortstop. Right, (laughs) Kingery's not. And neither is Cabrera anymore. I'm sure they don't want to do it to Kingery, but I think the timing works out. There's only three weeks until the rosters expand, so it's not, you know, if you do it in June, it looks bad on the Phillies, because they gave him a bunch of money, and it looks bad for Kingery, like he can't hack it. Here, it's like, all right, three weeks, you come right back. And if they were out of a playoff
0: run... It would be fine. if just they let not play. If they weren't in a pennant chase, it's, it's, like, this team This team has a legit chance to make a run, to, to win the division. Yeah. And having Kingery out there on a night-in, night-out basis is, is not doing the rest of the team, it's justice. And I don't think it's the worst. I, I think Kingery would actually like to get sent down and, and try to get it going. because
2: like your boy Altair. Right.
0: Listen, Aaron was like, Jack believes in me.
2: I'll get sent down. Kingery will do the same thing. Yes, Jack believes right. that's all that matters.
0: It's all that matters. So, uh, and I do think Kingery going to be a really good player in this league. It's just that, you know, some guy, sometimes guys come up and struggle. It, a lot of the great players. This is what happens. Yeah. and this is just part of the growing pain. It's not the worst idea. Send him down. Let him get comfortable. If he go, if he goes down
2: there, rakes for three weeks, then he could be a legit help down the stretch run here. And when we're talking about the rosters expand September first, that's yes. why we keep saying three weeks. So he can come right back. And right now if they bring Crawford up, which it seems like they're gonna do on Friday, what's Kingry's role if they don't send him down? Let's let's say they send De Los Santos back and they bring Crawford up, which is might be what they do. That might be, be actually what they do. When is Kingry gonna play? The because only Crawford time, should play over him the way he's playing.
0: Right. And the only time he'd play are, is to be like a pinch runner, but Roman Quinn's a better pinch runner. So <laughs> it's like so what's the point? Like why not why not send him down and just and rather and just keep an
2: extra arm up here? I don't see how their team is at its best right now, keeping the extra arm over King. Like, I'd rather have De Los Santos still up here, or bring you could bring Ramos back. You could send King I can't down. believe he's still in triple. Like, what is Ramos still doing in triple A? Well, I guess they don't want to send any of the relievers out that they like them all. Yeah, but he, he, he has this... Before he got sent down, he had the second lowest ERA? I the know. Ballpark. So who do you want down? Austin Davis? They can't send him down. Morgan? Can't send Morgan down. They like well. They Morgan. have three. They have three lefties now. So you want Morgan down? <laughs> You're out on Adam Morgan.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. No, King, like, I have, right. I think Adam Morgan's going to eventually be good. Kingery well, right, down. So Kingery
2: down. Crawford up. <laughs> De Los Santos down. Ramos up. Okay. I think that. I think that's. And that's, I think that's. a, that's a good. That's play. a good play. You make your bullpen better, and Kingery gets himself fixed.
0: Right. Uh. So now the Phils go to San Diego. We it's going to see Freddie.
2: Oh no. <laughs> Maybe this they really have to send Kingry down because you're going to see Freddie stats versus yep. Kingry, and you're going to have all the Freddie truthers out there tweeting us. I can't do it. I
0: know they'll be okay. Um, but yeah, no, San Diego. This, this is this is a series. Yeah, we'll give you a pass for losing a Diamondback series. Yeah, perfectly fine. But they had
2: won five in a row heading into the series. Right, right.
0: Take care of business against the Padres. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they know that they've been. There's no reason to not trust this team at this point because they've come back from a lot of debilitating mm-hmm. losses. Um, it'd be nice. To get a Sir Anthony rest weekend. If they can if they can not pitch Sir Anthony this weekend, give him until the Red Sox series. So they're gonna have to score runs, you mean? <laughs> they're gonna have to be winning
2: four nothing instead of one nothing. Well the Padres have not announced the starter for any game yet. <laughs> so That team's bad. And they got worse because they anyone they had that was pretty good, they traded away. I know. I know. So uh it, it, you would hope that they'd be like a muster up some kind of
0: some kind of offense. Couple and weeks ago, they
2: that's right. NOLA finishes it. when, when they went to Cincinnati and people got all upset because they lost 3 out of 4. And that was deflating. But Cincinnati hasn't been bad since the end of April. That wasn't shocking. Entering into that series, they were 45 and 43 uh, after they fired Brian Price. It wasn't shocking that they had a tough weekend. Maybe I thought a split would have been better. But okay, they lost. If they lose 2 out of 3 to the Padres, it's a big deal. It is. You can't lose that series. No. I don't expect a sweep. It'd be nice, like you said. But 2 out of 3. Yeah.
0: All right, well... uh I thought it would have been a disservice not to put up a <laughs> to put up a little recap of a six nothing loss. Fun game. It was, <laughs> it was a really really fun game. So much action. Um, but that's gonna do it for the I Helps podcast. I think me and James will be back on Sunday night. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is down enjoying a fish concert, which I've never seen fish in my life. I've never had either. But I know I've people- never even heard a song by fish. Oh, I think you have. I don't think I have. They seem like this cult band that no, a lot of people heard, like. You've no, heard something. they seem underground. They seem like an underground, really popular band that but no I've one heard actually of them is. And I
2: don't know much about music, so th- that you have to have heard a song. I'm, I don't think I have. Maybe James could tell you about it. But here's the thing
0: with James: is that James has seen them like a hundred times.
2: That doesn't surprise. See, me. but
0: like I just don't get why you would see a band more than
2: three times because you really like them.
0: Yeah, but, like, it's...
2: Why do we watch the Phillies every night? There's always something different. Well, I guess there could be something different New in music, a concert. Yeah. or they... Yeah. But, like, like the people that go see Bruce Springsteen a thousand times. It's mostly the same. And he goes back to the stuff from the 70s. I get the, I get your point on that more. I don't even know what Fish does, though. <laughs> Maybe they do different songs every time.
0: <sighs> I don't know. Whatever. If he, if he, if he do, listen, if he enjoys it, I'll let him enjoy it. Just never, see, but I'm being a hypocrite because I would see John Mayer every single time because he shreds what's fish
2: maybe they do the same thing I don't know I don't know what fish is